0: The following episode of the 9pm edict isn't...
1: No, it is not. This is another episode of a Vertical Hold Behind the Tech News, uh, even though I, I was only on it two weeks ago. If you've not heard this podcast before, it's uh, by tech journalists... Alex Kidman and Adam Turner, and they reckon it dives into the, big, into the big stories of the week. And they're joined by Australia's leading tech journalists every Friday. Well, blah, blah, blah. hello, I'm still Gary, and this week I was that leading tech journalist, apparently, which is a bit of a joke. What did we talk about? Well, obviously, it was the outage of Australia's second largest telco, Optus, In case you didn't notice, on Wednesday, the entire thing went down for about uh, 12 hours, taking out all manner of things along the way. It's a big mess. We still don't know what happened. (sighs) But before we uh, start talking about that... A quick reminder, I have a crowdfunder underway right now. It's the 9pm Summer Series 2023. At the time of these words coming out of my mouth, we're 22% of the way to Target One, which is fantastic. You have until the 30th of November to pledge your support, and I would be very grateful if you did so. Uh, or Just click through, have a look. Well, tell your friends about the podcast, but go to the9pmedict.com slash summer 2023. That is, of course, the9pmedict.com slash summer 2023. Uh, And yeah, you've got until 30th of November to do that. No rush. But look, do it now before you get caught up in all of that Christmas bullshit. All right, on with the pod.
2: We look back at Optus's catastrophic week.
1: And what it means for
0: consumers, businesses, and maybe whether you can get compensation.
2: Hi there. Welcome back to Vertical Hold Behind the Tech News, the award-winning tech podcast where we catch up with Australia's leading tech journalists and commentators to dive into the big stories of the week. I'm Alex Kidman, joined as always by Adam Turner. Hey Adam, in a segment that I'm rapidly starting to consider just simply renaming this week in Elon Musk Insanity, he's launched a new chatbot. It's called Grok and it's gonna be fed with live Twitter data. Nothing's gonna go wrong with that, right? Oh, oh, I think it
0: already exists. Most people know it as their crazy racist uncle it sounds like just codifying that concept yeah what could be wrong with a uh a bot trained on real-time twitter data when they have no um moderators anymore keeping out the nazis yeah love it
2: i'm sure people will be lining up to (laughs) pay for that and speaking of a man who people should line up to pay we're joined once again in the (laughs) studio by the one and only still
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and happy universe to you, both.
2: So, still, Grok will apparently serve up homemade cocaine recipes. Is this what humanity needs from AI? I,
1: I, I would say yes, except for the fact that might be construed as illegal. So, I'll say definitely we don't need that. Uh, I certainly wouldn't trust a cocaine recipe generated by like a generative AI bot based on what random stuff it comes out with. Like if Google searches AI will tell you that there is no country in Africa starting with a K. With a K, yes. yes. Spoiler, there is. It's Kenya. Um, Then I hate to think what it will tell randoms to make their cocaine out of um um maybe stale bread uh wagyu steak sawdust asbestos um, and
0: like exactly glass. how much asbestos, asbestos do you asbestos. need in good cocaine that's i've always wondered that
2: uh, i mean the, the legal the reasons better the better i feel like it, i should <laughs> say we're not telling people to go and make that recipe just just to nicely cover us or or any other recipe for cocaine well If you were trying to download this podcast on Wednesday and you managed it, the chances are you weren't on Optus. (laughs) I think most Australians know that Optus was down massively on Wednesday. And we're still somewhat in the dark about why that was, aren't we, Silgarian? Well, I don't know. The Communications Minister,
1: Michelle Rowland, said there was a fault in the call. Uh, We know there was a fault. Yeah, well... We know there was a fault because, yet yeah, the internet was down for 12 hours. I mean, we know it was in the core because everything went down for Optus, not just where the fault was. So that's, that's good. Uh, we, we've got a little further down the track, and uh, late on Thursday afternoon, Optus said uh, it was a network event. Yes, the event was the network wasn't. That's an event. The end of the universe is an event. Uh, they said the network event yep. led to a cascading failure. And I go, yeah, yeah, we we know that bit because the internet wasn't there, and the phones weren't there, and the Melbourne trains weren't there, and Victorian hospitals weren't there, and blah, blah, blah. that poor woman's cat didn't get fed. If you noticed that story, no. Okay, here's a question I have.
2: That was that was a fa- that was a fabulous bit of trivia. Yes.
1: It, it is. Now, here's the thing. All right, many people have these kind of Internet of Things automatic cat feeders. You know, feed your cat rather than your cat waking you up. Any cat owner knows what I mean. Uh, but this particular cat feeder didn't feed the cat at 6, 10 a.m. because it wasn't on the internet. Now, I am broadly the opinion that feed the cat at 6.10 a.m. is not the kind of super secure killer robot please confirm instruction that needs connecting back to the internet to confirm. Just just keep feeding the cat until you hear further, right? It's not a killer robot, probably.
2: Anyway. I've actually, I've actually tested one of those things, and um, they are remarkably stupid, but a lot of them have webcams in them, and that's where I think the back-to-the-internet part of it comes in, as opposed to just being a timer that just says, right, splurt out some cat treats at 10 am It
0: still has a good okay. point. That there's too many products these days that completely shit the bed when they can't access the internet, and they should be a little bit more self-sufficient.
1: Yeah, the, the internet of really dumb things. Yes. Anyway, we had a network event which led to a cascading failure, which is a bit like explaining your car breaking down by going, yep, the engine again. And we had reports in the media saying, oh, it's the same thing that brought down Facebook the other year. What, a network event? Well, you know, (laughs) everything on the internet is a network event. Like everything. This podcast is a network event. Very small one, and probably a little less controversial than taking off half of Australia. But, but we're working on we it. Here We
2: are. Look, I, can I can I can I state we were not responsible for Optus going down on Wednesday? I can say that with some confidence, even if mm. Optus isn't saying that much. Yeah, but, um, well, and I, and I
1: want to say something in in Optus's defence. No, I'll roll that back. It's not defending Optus. It's more attacking the people who demanded instant answers telephone networks national telephone and data networks are incredibly complex networks of computers that have been constructed in bits and pieces over decades now i don't know whether you guys have ever used a computer but if you have what yeah 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 you'll know that they just do weird and mysterious things and fail sometimes so these incredibly complex things can on occasions, fail in spectacular ways and then you've just got to stand there and look at it and go, what the fudge just happened? No idea. And it's made even harder if the way you get into the network to look at what's happening in the network is via that network, which is now broken. Um, It's a challenge. Now, fine, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is... 12 hours really um, when was the last time you practiced some sort of disaster recovery even if you just did it as a like a tabletop role-playing game exercise you know in terms of well here's what people are saying so what's your messaging back out and I can I can rant about how you do a bit, you know disaster response in in that way. But here we are it's the next day. people want to know what's happened. Uh, in the Australian Financial Review, the head of Optus said, Oh, well, it's it's complex and technical and, and we can't explain it in a soundbite. And I we go, Well, well, don't try to explain it in a soundbite, just explain it. Tell us what's going on.
2: Explain it in a technical document. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and then us tech journalists or other people will translate that and they'll talk to other experts and they'll go yeah, that really was a weird thing and Optus got caught out and, and they're going to learn, or they'll look at it and go, oh, you you flat Muppets, you know, um, you you really, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And we don't know. You know, I, I need to stress again, we don't know because Optus hasn't given anyone any real information ab- ab- about what happened.
0: Just to get a feel for the the scope of the outage, was it just the mobile network, or was it, it was parts of the fixed network as well? So was that like that's right, broadband NBN connections and home phone services, our uh, data centres, the, the the whole
1: the whole wombat mate, it, the entire yeah. wombat stopped wombling. So that
0: explains why,
1: because I was trying to figure out why <laughs>
0: some contact centres were offline, our uh, CBA and Westcap couldn't receive calls, Service New South Wales couldn't receive calls, and I'm like, what, the entire data center is running on Optus Mobile, but now, sorry, call centre, now no, I get no, it. No. It's not just mobile, it was actually
1: some of the fixed line stuff taken out as well. Oh, and, and when they're talking about the core network, it's, oh yeah, I'm a bank and I've got a data centre and I've got a big fat pipe, that goes through the core, everything goes through this mythical thing called the core, it's not really yeah. a thing as such, but in the middle of this whole network or network of networks, or maybe not in the middle, maybe threaded through it in complex ways, are billing, what goes where, what has access where, does this um, does this big corporate uh, customer with a thousand people, do they run through our anti-spam for their email or does it go through somewhere else? Are they using file storage here? Or are they using file storage at some external provider? Um, you know, all of this. Yeah, who's billing it? Who's paying for it? Where does it go? Is the data going to the right place? And there are certain key things happening in there which can cause problems. Obviously, there's the joke in IT, it's DNS, the domain name systems failed. But yeah, it's true. If that stops working, then big chunks of it goes out because verticalhold.com.au is hosted. Where? Dunno. Can't send traffic there. You're offline. Um, But if it's also the thing called routing, and we might have to do a a bit about this because the current theory is routing was the failure. Um, Again, it's a bit like saying, oh, so it was the gearbox went. Or, you know, it really doesn't narrow it down very much. But there are theories kicking around. You know, if billing goes down, then everyone tries to log in and it says, nah, nah, we don't believe you. You don't have an account here. We're not meeting you. Connecting you. you know, and, and there's, there's there's lots of ways. So, yeah, everything went down. Other examples, I mean, we can joke about that. The, I mean, the cat did get fed because it went and woke up its owner. You know, as, as they said, they came to the bedroom and complained to management. Um, <laughs> sure, cat got fed. But Melbourne's trains went down. Because trains, obviously, a data network, signalling, information, ticketing, everything, is a data network. Now, all power to the Transport Authority and the, and the companies that run Melbourne's trains, they had a backup data network, which was also with Optus. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's what I was actually doing. One of the things I was going to bring up later is,
0: isn't this a big ad for redundancy? But so they yeah. were had oh, yeah. two accounts with Optus just in case the Optus network went down. Oh God. Yeah. Is um, that why do not more of these organizations have redundancy? Because it's just too expensive to set up with two completely different telcos and two completely different but, networks. Well, so you, it you picks your it winner is. and takes your chances?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause because if you are setting up a network of, you know, ten mega blobs in size with one provider. You expand that and say, well, I want two of them. The next one's not going to cost twice as much. It might cost another, you know, 20% more or something because it's the same design. Um, But if you start splitting it across others and then, you know. uh, So I can see why it happens. It's a bit like families going for a deal that says, well, bundle all of your family's phones and your broadband um, and stuff and your pay TV or whatever with the one company and, and we'll give you all these discounts. That said, a a mate of mine who used to work in corporate compliance and risk management just looked at that and just said, multiple people signed off on that to say Mm. that your backup network is the the say isn't a backup. But then this happens in the industry. I I know of a a company that was selling a payroll system, an online payroll system in particular for fly-in, fly-out workers. So some of the biggest Companies in Australia, the resources companies, yeah. were using this company to manage their payroll. <laughs> and they advertised, yeah, we have redundancy for reliability. Yeah, the redundancy was another DSL link on the same copper three six pair cable going into their shed in Penrith, which was their data center, uh, as the other one. And let me guess, when wasn't.
0: the backhoe took out the first copper line, it also took out the other <laughs> copper line next to it, strangely enough.
1: I, I don't know whether I that eventually happened, but I found that out because, A, I, I knew someone in the resources industry and, and uh, B, turned out when this resources company, he was the chief information security officer for this resources company, he said when they did the risk analysis, they, they found interesting things like, Payroll, okay, if if payroll's screwed, you just pay all your people the same as you did last month and figure it out later, right? Just give your people money, your resources company. That's not going to stop you. The thing that was absolutely critical was the conveyor belt that went from the big pile of iron ore um, at the side of the wharf onto the ship because if the ship wasn't loaded and was in port one more day, they had to pay out. All these penalty rates for late delivery, another day's hire of the
2: ship, all sorts of dramas. The next ship wasn't going to get in. So, and I mean this stuff. This stuff goes from your larger examples there down to the smaller ones. I, I did a bunch of radio on this, and I was chatting on our busy radio Melbourne, and had one caller say they'd literally had to run out of their house because they had an elderly relative having a heart attack, yeah, and they couldn't call triple zero because they had an Optus landline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are a company that, like even a cafe, and I know uh,
1: the ABC probably asks cafes as well, Um, but you've got a like a food retailer, whatever you're using Square or you're using Tyro Payments or you know something, and you're taking credit cards. Well, who 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 carries all that cash with them these days? And you, you can't use your system because your your phone link is back there.
2: And it's at this point, listeners, (laughs) and we're not making this up, where Stilgarian has fallen offline during podcast recording. We're going to try and get him back. Please hold. So to an extent, we are still shooting in the dark on this one, but there's been a lot of discussion around bgp which does sound like a 70s disco act but it's not still can you explain bgp to uh, <laughs> to the masses this is this is
1: one of the biggest challenges in explaining how the internet works so i'm going to have a, a a go one of the most important things to realize about the internet is no one knows how it's put together like no one there is no map um because connections come and go in real time anyway, right? Something fails. Remember that phrase, the internet routes around censorship because it interprets it as damage or Mm. some such thing? Well, it is designed to route around damage, Um, not because it was designed to survive a nuclear war, but because it was designed to survive really unreliable communications networks of the 1960s. Mm. The internet really is that old in terms of its technology. So routing essentially how the internet works is that no one really has the full picture so all you do is uh, let's let's do this as if you're someone exploring a town you're going somewhere you have no map so what do you do you ask someone for directions right so you're in sydney and you say how do i get to melbourne and say so you're in the center of sydney and they say well i don't really know But I know if you go down to the end of this street and turn left, you'll be getting closer. Ask someone there. And you just keep doing that. You go down to the next corner and say, oh, yeah, 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 you need to get onto the the Liverpool Highway. Uh, That's down there. You'll see a freeway sign. Go down down there and go go way down there. Go five kilometres down there and just just ask someone. And so on. And eventually you get there. Now, how? How does each place, each corner, know what's the best way to go, given that connections are coming and going all the time? And the answer is all of the the routers, the, the computers that just control the switching of the internet, tell each other the best way. So if you're at an exchange point between Optus and Telstra, you know, you're an Optus customer, you're sending data to someone at Telstra. When it reaches the border between your two networks, it asks, I'm trying to get to this customer, what's the best way? And then Telstra will answer back, oh, well, anyone in this block of addresses, send, send down that wire and, and we'll figure it out. So all of these routers are gossiping. They're constantly gossiping about what's the best and fastest way. And the protocol for this conversation is called the Border Gateway Protocol, BGP, because it's used by the gateways at the border between networks. It's as simple as that. And when you connect your own computer to the Internet, you don't use that because it's really simple. You have a computer. You have a a router of some sort connecting you to your Internet service provider. It has two questions. Is the address inside your own house, your own network? Yes, just deliver it. If not, just shove it up the pipe to your internet service provider. Let them sort it out. It's a feature, not a, bu- a bug. This is really good. You don't need to know how any of the rest of the internet is put together. And as I say, because this as you say, it constantly
0: it, changes. So
1: there's no point yeah, in having a map. The, That's right. There might be a lot of traffic, a fishing trawler digs up a fiber optic cable, a backhoe digs up something over there, Uh, someone accidentally pulls the power plug here, Uh, someone types in the wrong configuration for another system somewhere else. Okay, so that's good. It's good. But it's very fragile. It's amazing it works at all. Because what if that conversation, what if all of that gossip is just wrong what if you come up to a major intersection and and the bloke there it's it's a bit like that old joke you know oh how how do i get to belfast it's like oh no if i was going to belfast i wouldn't start from here mm-hmm. um but what if the router says oh here I, here i am in sydney i want to go to melbourne and you're there in haymarket somewhere and you say how do i get to melbourne it says i'll go down Thingamy lane Oh, all right. Well, thingamy Lane's a dead end. What do you mean? Uh, there is no corner down there. Come back out. No, no, go down Thingamy Lane. And that can happen. Uh, it happened once where uh, Pakistan accidentally took itself off the internet completely. Uh, it, it, it Google did it once. It took it off because someone manually was editing one of these routing tables to set up the basics of all this and left. A slash off the end of one of the commands and just boom, gone. So you can basically time.
0: fat finger it and take the whole thing down.
1: Absolutely. And this happens from time to time. So that's one possibility. Mistakes are made. The other possibility is air quotes, mistakes are made. And there have mm-hmm. been uh, examples, for example, where due to this. Gossiping of ad, it's called advertising the routes. Uh, all of Europe's banking traffic just got shunted by China for an hour because that's reasons. the kind of thing you'd want. Terribly sorry, won't happen again. Hmm. Yeah, is this because someone can
0: game the system? Is it is it going on like a majority's yes. rule? So if you manage to game the system, you basically override the common sense and get everyone to agree that oh yes, you're right. It's down that dead end street
1: pretty much i mean yeah. that as with all of these things that is an oversimplification yes. but the fine details will for most people not add any more understanding of you know what's going on yeah the, the 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 core message in all of this is that all of the different networks whether it's a big network or a small network or uh, an isp or a, a data center or a, a google or an apple or whatever mm. you know, Google Drive, it's, it's all just bolted together in real time by a, by a series of rumors which are spread uh, by these devices. Now, there is some work on trying to make it a, a little more secure, at least, so you can't just lie and say, Hi, I'm, I'm Internet Pakistan, and I think all traffic should pack to Pakistan should go over, over there to, to Belarus. So, sorry, who, who are you? And that's the question. So now uh, there has been solid work in the last few years of attaching digital signatures to all these things so that at least you can say, no, 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 we know you're not Internet Pakistan because you don't have the correct encryption keys, uh, so go away. That still means you can fat-finger it because if, if, you are, if you really are Internet Pakistan and you just get it wrong... Um, then you legitimately get it wrong and everyone will believe you. And the other aspect is, if it does go wrong, oh, our routers have got the wrong information in them. We need to connect to our routers so we can change that. Oh, wait, we can't connect to our routers because... (laughs) The directions are wrong, yeah. We can't reach them. We've just locked the keys in the (laughs) car. The directions are wrong. So it cascades and then... If uh, I saw some lovely speculation, and all right, I should say speculation is bad, but it is kind of legit, I think, to point out that Optus probably uses the Optus network internally. Like, duh. So, if you want an access code to get into the data center to physically access the router to reboot it or to plug a laptop into it, or whatever, you're going to pull up the internal portal to request permission to do that except how do you connect to the internal portal? And how do you phone your boss on your Optus Mobile from your Optus Mobile when Optus Mobile isn't working? So what this tells me is that if you want to ta- if you it to take not 12 hours, it takes quite a lot of preparation and rehearsal to have procedures in place that work without the systems being there. Now, air traffic control systems... Rely on computers, but they also still have those little wooden strips that they'd write a piece of paper with the plane's flight details, whatever, on it, and stack them up and physically look at this. I mean, yeah, the young air traffic controllers are probably a bit out of practice with how to, how to do that, but but at least they've they've still got the system is still there, and radios yeah. and
2: and the, my yeah. my understanding still that the reason why BGP is being suggested. As part of the cause of all of this, is because some external metrics suggested that the Optus network went from like two to three thousand announcements, which was normal, to like nine hundred thousand announcements, which definitely is not, suggesting that there was some kind of routing error going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that uh, in particular. There's some data
1: come from uh, Matt Tet at uh, NX Test Lab which does all sorts of monitoring and testing and things of this. And at 4am on Wednesday, which is when this drama started, all of those, what are called BGP announcements, all of that gossip, just exploded. Like normally it chugs along in the background. Yeah, routine things, but when something goes seriously wrong, there's a flurry of activity as everywhere across the internet works out how to deal with the change. And that, ripples across the whole internet because it suddenly might be, okay, we're routing from Perth to Auckland in New Zealand, Perth, Australia to Auckland in New Zealand, and normally that might go Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Auckland, but suddenly something in Sydney fails. So, no, 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 we need to go via Brisbane. So, Sydney and Brisbane tell Adelaide to start sending things up that way and also to tell Perth maybe if you've got a route via Darwin, what, what speeds are you getting on that? And this happens all the time. So, yes, at 4 a.m. Wednesday morning, there was an enormous flurry of these announcements out of the Optus network. So here's a question that
0: concerns me, and it might sound a little bit conspiracy theory-ish, but I don't think it's unreasonable. We saw the kind of chaos that was created when, assumingly by accident, this happened. Now, one of the things we're supposed to be preparing for is when this kind of thing doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. And there are you know, certain parties out there who might be very interested in making something this, like this not happen by accident, perhaps as part of a larger conflict, shall we say. If we couldn't manage yesterday for 12 hours and they couldn't figure out what was wrong and it crippled all these kind of systems... Does that say that we're not really in a good position to
1: cope if someone deliberately tries to do something like this? As Tony Jones might have said, I'll take that as a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. uh, Again, you know, what level of reliability you're looking at. If you've got a home internet connection, it's probably advertised at 99% reliability. That means that over a course of a month, it can be down for eight hours and still be within spec. Mm. Now, I, I do note that the, the the practice of advertising these uptime things are no longer done as terms of uptime guarantees, but uh, the, the kind of thing the government wants to put on uh, the, the telcos is the time to fix a fault. Mm. So if your home internet is broken, they're expected to fix it within a couple of days, mate, or whatever it is. Um, if you're playing a bit, paying for a business plan, then that's more. Um, if you're running a business, but it's on a domestic grade plan with no backups or whatever, then that's a risk management decision you have mm. taken. Yeah. And you know, I I don't want a victim blame. What I do want to say though is that these are all risks. How will your business run? If your comms go down, what are you gonna do? If you absolutely need to have a phone, well, where's your phone on another network? Where's your backup? Or where's your plan for how you will cope without a phone for a whole morning? Because we know that happens. Twelve hours, different kettle of fish. Um, <laughs> you know, particularly if you've got a home broadband or a business broadband that says, Oh, it comes with four G backup and well, it's no help if that goes down as well so these are these are decisions you have to make people say small businesses are running really close to the edge they can't afford to lose a a day's revenue There's another school of thought which you know your accountant might have is that well there are a couple of hundred days in the year uh where you are earning revenue and if you lose half a percent of your revenue and your business goes under you you've got more serious problems and a bad phone. Mm. But if you've invested your time and your life and your money and your small business, you don't want to hear that. So I I get that. Um, and then we saw a couple of experts uh, on Thursday talking about, oh, we need to have backup, you
2: know, mobile phone networks. And so sure, sure. Phone bill doubled. Mm. We can fix that. What do you think? What do you Double. the other suggestion that I've seen mooted right now? If you have a mobile phone and you are outside a service area or your network goes down you can still access SOS you can still call triple zero via any available mm-hmm. network that's just a an agreed shared mobile hi- mobile phone network sharing system um the suggestion has of course been punted around well why can't all of Optus's customers be bumped onto Telstra and Vodafone when this kind of thing happens I imagine well would I mean love apart that. From the ones
0: who <laughs> Now's when I wish that Sol here was still here so we could hear his apart response to that. Apart from the ones who,
2: who <laughs> flooded into stores to you know to, to to suddenly buy Sims and apparently both Vodafone and Telstra and the various MVNOs on those networks saw huge sign ups on Wednesday but apart from those what's your mm. thinking on having that as a as a mandated roaming idea? It's worth looking at. I, I
1: I'm Horrified at what the accounting for that might look like. <laughs> mm. um, technically, um, I mean, Telstra and Three used to do technically, it. Technically, I suspect it's not as complicated as it as you might think, because we already do it, as you say, for the triple O calls and other emergency things. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of opening it up for that. He says, as an instant tipping <laughs> expert on the on the topic, uh, you know, these things are possible. Roaming already exists between, you know, telcos in different countries. It's built into the protocols. And now that I think about it, yeah, it's it's not a technical problem. It's a business problem. But you'd have to have it
0: only kick in in certain circumstances because if you are an Optus customer and you go into an Optus black spot and then you automatically roam to Telstra, Telstra is and- like, Well, that's why we bloody charge extra because we've got better coverage in that spot. So we shouldn't be. (laughs) Or even. No, that's exactly what I'd be arguing if I was Telstra. It's got to kick in. Someone's got to make a decision, right? We've crossed a threshold. There is a a major network event. We will make this happen rather than, oh, hang on, I can't get my telco, therefore I automatically get access to everybody else.
1: Well, you know who is going to have to make that decision? Communications Mm. Minister Michelle Rowland. Hmm. Because government ministers are the people who decide what counts as an emergency. Yeah. Government ministers already decide, and I had this in uh, in once, and I had this once. I was in Perth. My plane back to Sydney was late because we had a, a thing we needed to check out—a technical glitch, whatever. Um. But of course, Sydney Airport has an 11 p.m. curfew, and we could go. Really, really fast, they brought another couple of tonnes of fuel over or however much because airlines are run on, on a speed that's efficient, not a, a speed that gets you there faster. They're a commercial business. But putting a whole plane full of people up in a Perth hotel overnight is a lot more expensive than just pouring more fuel into those tanks and amping open the throttles. Um, and you could tell the pilot was really looking forward to doing that. but. <laughs> We then ran the risk of our time in Sydney being after 11 p.m. So there's a kind of shoulder period. And if you go into that, each individual event has to be approved by the transport minister in Canberra. So we were sitting on sort of at the gate, ready to roll with a fully fueled aircraft, Boeing 767 in, in Perth, waiting for the minister to say we could, we could go for this flight. Did, Not the kind of get, thing you want to be didn't relying get the on. Green on. Well, light.
2: Speaking of nut, nah, the other thing that uh, has been come up and has been being discussed. <laughs>
1: Optus' slogan, isn't it?
0: Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the mother of all segues applies um, to every situation.
2: Uh, the question of compensation, because at a consumer level, if you uh-huh. look at it, uh, you're kind of screwed. Actually, uh, the Optus, I, I did dig into the Optus consumer contract because those are public facing, and you're basically the only thing you're guaranteed is access charges break that down over the average contract and even for the 13 odd hours they were offline you may be talking like two three bucks on the average contract what has optus said set-
1: well let's yeah. do that it's there's thir- let's say there's 30 days in a month mm. there's the, it was down for 12 hours which is half a day so you're owed one sixtieth of your monthly
2: charge yeah
1: hour. enjoy enjoy
2: that sugar cube <laughs> exactly go with your coffee but has optus mm. said anything at this stage still about its compensation plans, because there's certainly a, a fair few angry people out there keen on this idea.
1: Yeah, Optus is um, under the impression, at least uh, as of late Thursday afternoon, that uh, giving their um, uh, personal customers, their their you know hmm. not business, I don't know what they're doing for business, but for their personal customers, uh, either phone or broadband, uh, if they're on a postpaid, they're going to get. 400 gig of extra data to use for free over, over a month for the rest of the year. And if you're on a prepaid, uh, prepaid phones and, uh, well, you don't get prepaid kind of fixed into that, but prepaid phones will have unlimited data
2: on the weekends for the rest of the year. So this is a repeat of what Telstra did, I think, back in 2016 when they had those kind of rolling outages and they just said, yeah, look, Sundays are just kind of a bit of a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a bit less. Everyone. I'm going to argue that's a lot less enticing, given the way current mobile contracts work. Most people have more data than they can use. So just saying, well, you got more on top of that, yeah, not very exciting. Well, that's right. That's been the competitive point with all of yeah. the the packages coming
1: in, right? And Optus has already been the one who mm. is pushing that mm. Telstra. Less so, Optus. That's been their their selling point. Lots of lots of data. Um yeah, I don't know that anyone's going to be that excited about that. Uh, but we'll see. Um, you know it's early days yet. We still don't have anyone admitting to this being a problem. The rumor mill says, and I can see you both cringing now, is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? no, i'm I'm not going to name any names, but the rumor mill uh, in in the kind of network tech, uh, you know grapevine, uh, is that bad bgp information was being given to optus's routers by another major company and I I I say major company quite deliberate not another major telco uh to, just to blur the lines I have I've heard um, some of
2: these blurred lines myself and uh yes it it is it is possible that this rumor might possibly be a rumor but uh that's probably about as far as we can take it
1: yeah, look, look we, uh, we know it had something to do with routing because there was a whole lot of routing explosions yeah. mm. no, at 4 a.m. But was that a symptom or was that part of the cause?
2: Mm. Are, are they uh, reacting uh, after and the fact because something else has caught fire in a software sense and therefore yeah. going and, nuts?
1: and then, And then look further yeah. back, and then look further back. During the census fail of 2016, we had – the magic thing that that was caused in part by a routing problem because the uh a company i won't name names because i forget exactly which player in in this mess did it they had their routers set up with a whole lot of custom routing tables to deal with traffic and work out whether someone was doing the census from inside or outside australia and all that was fine but they haven't been, they hadn't then told the routers to save that new routing table out to disk. So when they rebooted the router, it just came back up with the default (laughs) routing table in it. Oops. Ta-da! (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah, look, you learn all these things. Lessons may be learned from this, and maybe even as a result of the learnings from those lessons, something will be changed. Shall I list all the inquiries we already know about? Comms Minister Inquiry, Government Inquiry, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, a Senate committee, and the Victorian state government uh, have all announced inquiries so far. I would not be surprised if the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission uh, decided to put its hand up for this. Uh, Then there's the other state governments. Final, final thing, I reckon. Watch out for the scams. The scammers are already there sending out text messages saying... Were you affected by the Optus um, failure? Click here to register for. Please, yes, know. please verify no, your no, Optus login details so we know yeah. who to send the yeah, cheque. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, not a yeah. thing.
1: It is not yet. Yeah, that is not a thing. Optus is not offering refunds. Optus has not said anything else. The Australian government is not will going contact to contact yeah. you in the
2: way they do. The Australian government do. is not mm-hmm. going to send you a thing saying log into your MyGov to register your. Complaint to the Optus inquiry at this point, because I'm sure some scammer will try that too.
0: <laughs> Do you think the scammers will claim compensation? You know, all those missed scam SMSs they couldn't send out on Thursday, Oh, on mate.
1: That's really it's screwed be up, a up their business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, although that would then require them to give their bank account details.
2: <laughs> well, that just eventually wraps up this week's episode of Vertical Hold. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to still for joining us this week my very great pleasure and so you now get the chance to promote whatever you like a website an app a podcast or whatever and seeing as how the last time you were on the show you promoted the wonderful australian quoll i'd like you to name australia's worst animal a quokka Oh controversial! Is Australia's controversial.
1: worst animal. No, I'm straight in with that. It is a stupid animal. It is an animal so dumb you can just walk up to it and smash its brains in with a rock, and it'll still just sit there smiling at you. Quackers are bullshit. They are bullshit animals. So the
0: the dodos of the 21st <laughs> well, century. Well, if
1: only right. The dodos had the yeah. decency to eventually like. A dodo at least apparently tasted nice. Their
2: feet are looking good no? apparently, yes. And what <laughs> and and if if people can get past the quacker hate, what of yours should they be checking out?
1: They should be looking for the podcast The 9 PM Edict, uh, which I'm currently in the spring series. We've had some great, great stuff. Upali Divasekra, the science communicator, was on recently and we talked about frogs. Uh, and about how we should approach the rising COVID 19 figures again in Australia. We had Toby Walsh, the artificial intelligence expert, on a couple of weeks back. Uh, and if you go there to the 9pmedict.com or the 9pm edict in your favorite podcast app, you'll also see that I'm running a crowdfunder at the moment. Um, yeah, people people pay me for this. or not this. Crazy. No, I know. The fools, the fools. <laughs>
2: And as always, if you want to catch us, you can do so via the Vertical Hold webpage at verticalhold.com.au, on Facebook, on Instagram, you can look up Adam and me on Mastodon, Blue Sky and Threads, and Grok is probably impersonating us right now on Twitter slash X.
0: And if you're impacted by the Optus outage, if you've got your theories on what happened, if you just feel strongly about Quokkas, drop us a line and let us know.
1: So and the
0: person who owns that cat
1: and the person who owns that <laughs> they want cat. answers damn it and and I tell you what that cat will not rest <laughs> and well well it will if you just go to sleep
2: <laughs> it will neither forgive nor forget
1: Uh, Yeah, as you heard, uh, Vertical Hold is obviously the most serious tech news podcast in the history of the universe. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Please remember that my podcast, The 9pm Edict, is supported by you, the generous listener. Uh, Please support the crowdfunder. Go to the9pmedict.com slash summer 2023 and do the needful. That's the9pmedict.com slash tip no, not slash tip slash Summers 2023. Didn't change the script. That's terrible business. Uh, look, or just tell your friends, the more people that uh, listen to the podcast, the better. The next episode will be in just a couple of days. Uh, our guest will be Snarky Platypus. Uh, if you are a supporter with trigger words or a conversation topic for that episode, get them to me by 8pm 8, 8 tonight, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. That's Friday the 10th of November. Yeah, you can still do this. We're recording on the Saturday. Uh, and then after that... Uh, I am very pleased to have Yun Jung on again. She is the uh, China Matters Fellow at the Australian Institute of International Affairs. She's been on the pod before. We'll be talking about Australia and China. Uh, obviously, a lot has happened, including um, uh, Albo, the Prime Minister, going there just the other day. So obviously, it's all fixed now. China's solved. Uh, If you have questions for her, I will need them by – or trigger words or conversation topic – Wednesday the 12th, next – no, 15th. Next Wednesday the 15th of November at midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. So, they're the next episodes. But until then, I'm Stilgerian. Wash your hands.
0: The
2: 9pm Edict is a Skank Media production, sorry.